part two, bitch. What's good? All right, part two. All right. So, basically, we left off. I really don't know. Speaking Yeah, we were talking about women. Um, I think we should cover the like the the part where we felt, you know, being there, and then cover court. Yeah, you first, big dog. All right, because I'm pretty sure my court experience was a lot different than yours. Probably. So, I had to go to court. To testify, no, not to testify. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know the court logic. <laughs> I had to go to court to testify. Testify. <laughs> uh, I had to go to court to uh, uh, assess. Yeah, assess the situation. I guess. Hold on, I'm gonna light my fucking house up. Nobody, Dylan, light cigarette with stove. Shut up. Dude, I threw away three lighters yesterday and then one today. Fucked up. Damn, you want me to go first, big dog? All right, I'm ready. So, I had to go to court. Miss Sanders would take me to court. And she would drive me all the way to the Detroit Juvenile Court Facility, I guess. I don't know what it was actually called. It was connected to JDF, though. I know that. Mm-hmm. So, like, when kids get in trouble and they lose in court, they just go straight into JDF. They just walk your ass out the door and in the other door. No, not even. They just walk you through a door and you're in a <laughs> fucking jail. <laughs> That's fucked. And uh, so the first court went pretty bad because I wasn't doing good. I was in shelter then. I was in shelter for about a month. And... Uh, you know, they were talking about keeping me there longer. And I'm going to be honest, I told that judge, fuck you. And? That's it. They put me in residential. As soon as I got up there, I saw Cody. I saw Alan. I saw fucking Matthew Ferris. And I saw this kid named Jeremy. I don't know if you were there when Jeremy was there. No. Blonde-haired kid. No, but I have talked to him on the phone. Oh, you have? Yeah. How? Uh, he was uh, he was in IL, and uh, Matt had uh, invited me to a call with him. Hmm. Well, I want to talk to that nigga. He's a good kid. Yeah, he seemed pretty cool. We should get mad on one of these podcasts, shouldn't we? Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do for the third one. But 
Yeah, maybe this will be like a four-part series. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, what happened next? Um, You know, I was in residential, and the cigarette's making me feel fucking nasty as fuck. Because um, <laughs> it wasn't a cigarette. It was like a... I, no, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was in residential, and, you know, I met everybody, and instantly, I could tell that Alan Catiline was a faggot. Oh, dude, everybody knew that. And Matthew Ferris was a faggot. And Matthew Mativier was a stoner with problems that smoke crack there was a rumor that he smoked crack right twice oh yeah dude I bring it up to him all the time and he's he was like that was twice yeah he was like I only did it twice <laughs> he was like he's like stop talking about that man it's only two times and I was like fucked up Right, I'm that's like, like calling OJ a serial killer. That was one time. <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying, yeah. That's like saying Ed Geim was a murderer. All he did was run a cemetery without a license. Or no, that's actually a John Wayne Gacy. My bad. Oh, the guy who would dress up as the clown. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, he said, he said, kill kids and put them under his fucking porch. He said he should have never been convicted for anything more serious than running a cemetery without a license. Damn, I think that's, that's fucking iconic for him to say that. You know what he got for his last meal? What? He ordered original recipe KFC fried chicken. Dude, I probably would too. I would get the death penalty just to get that. Dude, if I had a last meal, I would request a female that is 26 years old. Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. I walked off. I got, I'm got. i on a different tab right now. All right. Continue. Um, that's basically it. You didn't come in for a little while. Yeah. You were there like three, four months before me? Five? Yeah. Because I came in there December of 19. Feels like forever ago now. <clears throat> but to recap, my turn. I have a girlfriend at this time. Her name is Emily. So, uh, she was a great female. You know, I don't have anything against her. Uh, even though I wrote a song called Fuck Your Feelings, Bitch. Um, and it sucked. You know, it, that was that was a really, you know, sad relationship. But, I mean, it didn't end horribly, but it ended horribly for, like, me, you know. And she had horrible feelings during it anyway, whatever. So, anyways, I get there, and uh, we are, I already talked about my intake and all that shit. But uh, 
the first month, I didn't want to do the program. I said I'm not here for the program. I'm not going to do the fucking program. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I'm here until they remove me from here and put me back with my mother so I can go back to the fucking block and I can start selling marijuana or cocaine or something. And they basically told me, go fuck yourself. Like, you make no sense. You're going to be here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Fuck it. I'm in jail, right? And I'm just going to accept the fact that I'm in jail. I didn't even touch the fucking, uh, the whole program thing for a minute, but I was literally having back-to-back calls all day with, with, with Sarah. She wouldn't let me call my mother, like, every day, consistently. Like, as if I was an abuse and neglect child that I needed to talk to my mother every day, and I really didn't need to. But, uh, uh, I ended up getting my first therapy visit. And uh, at this point, I I had no idea the layout of the fucking building. So everything seemed really, really new to me. And I didn't know where I was supposed to stand, like, ever. I was like, bruh, what the fuck do I do? Like, why am I just standing here? Like, what what, what do I go do? Like, the first night, bruh, I just stood out in the hallway because I didn't know where Matt's room was. I just stood there. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Matt was my roommate. And, uh... And we had great conversations. We were, like, screaming shit about, like, we were talking about staff members sexually. Like, obviously, these things could be put into a file of harassment. But I'm 18, and they can suck my dick if they want to say anything. Because I really don't give a fuck. Like, it's impossible. Like, you could try to, like, I just don't care. Different life now, buddy. But, um, uh, yeah, me and Matt would talk all night about feet and, and about fucking, uh, like bitches in there and in all these bitches we were dating fucking life shit cool shit bro shit uh you know, Matt, we talk about smoking crack eventually there there's a lot of things that that me and matt did together that we never told anybody because we were too um not embarrassed. Whoa, whoa. no listen 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 hey we were not embarrassed to tell these people these things we just did it and then just didn't care that we did it because it was like you know our idea to do it to get fucked up you know, like, like, like inebriated. And, and these things are very, very, very toxic to do and very horrible and unhealthy for your body. But we still did it and we didn't give a single goddamn fuck. Um, uh, we would. Oh, you remember Logan, bro? Yeah, he was an asshole. He was this fucking white kid that wouldn't stop trying to argue with me. And I'm like, bro, I'm 10 times fucking smarter than you. You're not going to be like, why won't anybody listen to me? Uh-huh. Be like nobody wants to fucking listen to it because this ass. <laughs> I wrote a song with him and I out I outwrapped him very very quickly. But we're gonna talk about music in a few seconds. But I need to clarify on what we were doing. We would put hairspray into bags, and these would be like hygiene bags that are really really big. And basically, we'd put the hairspray in there to spray a bunch of fucking hairspray in there and then inhale it. Just and mind you. When you hold anything, you hold it for a longer period of time, and your fucking mind, like, your brain will lose oxygen, so you start to actually be intoxicated or inebriated or, you know, quote-unquote, high or fucked up or just not okay and start tweaking, right? Mind you, we did this on multiple occasions. We literally used, like, five different things of Axe Spray. So the amount of times that we were literally tweaking off a hairspray, like, Man, the amount of times. We never even told nobody about that shit. We just did it and then just because we knew 
that rightfully our shit would be taken away if we told anybody about it. So that's why we never told nobody. But that is the first time that it has ever surfaced to the public that me and Matt literally huffed hair like 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 body spray. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, it does get you pretty fucked up, like pretty tweaking really fucking quick. And it actually helps, you know, like take your mind off things and shit but uh we're not gonna talk about the uh the the side effects we don't care about side effects we just fucking do it um and okay so i'm i'm devotedly in love with this woman okay dylan knows very well of who emily is i told him everything about this female um this is gonna surface to the public in facts of dylan doesn't even know some of these things that i'm about to say but um we happened to be at school one day, and Kyle was actually there. And Kyle ended up coming, what, like a month after I got there? Because there was this other kid named Cody, whatever fuck his last name was. This man's could run so goddamn fast. I was like, nah, nigga. Nah, Cody Paul? No, no, not him. The other one. The one with, uh, like, blue hair. He was only there for a while, like like a couple weeks, and uh, I ended up talking to him, and I learned a lot about his life. And I could. Oh remember. man, you remember Jordan Spratly, <laughs> Cody Spratly, Jordan? Oh my, we will not talk about that bitch. That <laughs> that thing. I won't even say bitch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This thing's gender, sexual orientation, its pronoun. It doesn't matter. Um. All I know is that the faggot Matthew Ferris threw a fucking chair at it, and I laughed my fucking ass off. I'm like, dude, you hit the tranny in the face with a fucking chair. And he was like, yeah, bitch. And I was like, damn. Okay. But, like, who was winning there? The gay guy or the tranny? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh Cody Spratley, I learned a lot about his life very, very quickly, because we ended up going to a, uh, a med appointment. And he told me that he was like he was into crack, and I was like, "Yeah, I have no idea what that shit is. Like, I've never touched that." And he was like, "Bro, like crack cocaine, but like the rock form, you smoke it." And I'm like, "Does it make you smart?" And he was like, "It makes me run fast." And I'm like, "Nigga, you Naruto run. I don't uh-huh. know none of that crack." But uh, he explained to me like his sister and his girlfriend and all this other shit like that. And honestly, I think he was a great kid. You know, I feel like he could go far, but, you know, he had some mental issues that would probably uh, stop him from doing so because he, he, he had a lot of the problems that I used to have when I was younger. But he is younger than me, so so I can't really say much, um, you know, just, just on that. I just think he was a great, bright kid. He, he could have did a lot with his life way before he got in there. And after he left, actually, he had a great little... A little fucking couple weeks in there. He never acted up or anything like that, you know? He had a fucking notebook. I, I read through it a couple times. He would draw animes and shit. Like, you know, kid was smart. But um, every time I seen him, I would go right up to him and talk to him. Because that was my buddy, bro. Like, there was only certain kids in there that I would run up to and talk to because they were just cool people. Um, but anyway, anyways, we ended up being at school. And it, was, it had to be like a month. Maybe a month and a half. Maybe, yeah... Like two months most I was in there and and Kyle, this great kid, you know, fucking dope ass motherfucker, you know, we used to like grab each other's dicks out of like, you know, simple like 
bro shit, not gay shit, but like a little bit of gay shit, and we'd like tell each other we were sexy and shit, because that shit is actually funny if you're open to the alternative jokes to like male toxicity and shit like that, because we don't give a fuck about bitches, you know? We, we just think that other men are attractive by their personality, by the way that they take care of themselves, by the way that they look, and by the way that you just have like a bro bond. Like it, it doesn't even matter like that, man. It's just bro shit. Anyways, Kyle's there. Kyle's at school. Kyle's sitting next to me, and he makes a joke. He quotes South Park, and he goes, fuck. And he's like, you can't say fuck at school, you fuck fat ass. Everybody looks at him. Everybody. And I just fucking die, right? And uh, Miss Charles was like, what did you say, Kyle? And then he was like, exactly what I said. And I'm like, exactly, exactly. So I look at Matt, and uh, Matt had had a rap, and he goes, I don't want no conversation with your bitch, hey. They call me Moses because I'm walking with a stick, hey. And I was like, let me do a remix. I still have the song, but it was honestly really bad. But Like, it, it wasn't, it was good. It was really fucking good, but I had no idea what rap was supposed to be or anything. And so I wrote that, and then I wrote another song that day at school, and then I wrote a couple verses, and I was like, I was like, they're okay. Like, you know, I don't really care. But for like, but for my music back then, like when I first got there, when I first started getting like truly into music, like before that, like years before that, I would just write songs about like, uh, love songs and shit like that i didn't really get into like the trap rap until i was there because i had nothing else to do but the inspiration for my music was emily and this is surfacing to the public if anybody really gives a fuck within the next few years that they actually pay attention to this podcast uh emily was my inspiration for rap which is actually really crazy that an artist would actually admit to saying that a female was his inspiration and reason for creating music because it's like Dude, she she was like everything to me, you know what I'm saying? And and I had no contact with her, so so it ended it ended badly. But I wrote a lot of music about her, to her, and the whole fucking nine yards. Well, I ended up leveling up or some shit. No, I didn't even level up yet. They just let me go to the library, mind you. I had something sexual in my court case regarding to the amount of porn that I was collecting on my phone, and they were like, "Oh, you can't go to the library again. You might be watching porn." And I'm like. Bro, I'm going to watch porn regardless. Like, do you think I'm fucking dumb? If I want to look at boobies, vaginas, ass, cheeks, nigga, if I want to look at a naked female, I'm going to look that shit up. I, 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 just, I, I just didn't care, and I still don't. Like, I do what I do because I do shit legally, and, and I, I just do me. Like, I give no fucks. But I'm at the, I'm at the fucking library, and I'm texting her, <clears throat> and that was our last conversation. And that was our first conversation within, like, a month, a month or two without, like, texting her because I ended up telling her that I was going to go to jail. And then she was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, she got in her feelings over that shit. And I was like, yeah, I know. That kind of sucks, right? Well, I'm texting her. And, and I have my MP3 player. And I'm trying to put, like, her, her boobies on my MP3 player, right? And I figured out. <laughs> I figured out that I actually put them on the MP3 player, but they were like corrupted files and they would have to be extracted and then put into the MP3 player like the correct way. You'd have to change the, the fucking whatever the fuck the, the, the point on the end of it. And I don't remember what the fuck it would have been. Like I tried no, to, like, to change it from MP3 to MP4. 
no, you're dumb as fuck. MP3 is an audio. MP4 is a video. You don't need to do that. It would probably just be JPEG because a lot of the shit that I downloaded, I had to rename. Power on. I had to rename to like JPEG or like uh, like whatever the fuck the other shit is. I can't really think of it right now because that's not the main goal of this conversation. I'm talking about the fact that I was trying to put my ex-girlfriend's boobies on my MP3 player so I could jerk off and then later. And I clearly had a bunch of Asians on there and shit too. And, and Matt was trying to like get it so he could jerk off to some busty Asians too. Actually, I think I ended up giving... No, I didn't. I didn't even share anything with him, honestly. But but anyways, uh, I text her and I tell her I love her because we were about to leave. And mind you, Alan is over there on a fucking dating site. I knew damn well I love it. I watched him do it. That nigga had Facebook and everything. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't care. You're like, you're like 12. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um... Of course, I had Facebook. I've been had Facebook since like twenty like fourteen, bro, like forever ago. But uh, I ended up texting her. I loved her and told her to hold it down. And I'd text her as soon as I could. I I didn't know that the next time I'd be able to text her was when I was on a uh, a visit, a day visit with my mom, because she would bring me to Burger King. Uh, Mister Moore would would majorly bring. So we would go to the uh, bus station and pick her up because she would, you know, ride the bus from Kalamazoo to Detroit. And uh, and then we'd pick her up. We'd go literally right down the street to, like, Burger King. And then we'd sit there. And I didn't know that that was going to be my, like, next time texting her uh, was at Burger King. And uh, it ended up being, like, um, Valentine's Day or some shit like that. So I told her Valent- uh, Happy Valentine's Day or like Happy Birthday. I don't fucking remember. I did something. I sent her a little video and I was like, you know, whatever, whatever. And then she was like, oh, you're so cute or whatever. And now I realized the texts were getting really, really, really dry and really, really, really fucking, you know, like she didn't want to call me or anything like that. And I was like, that shit's so weak. I swear to God. But, uh, you know, she was going through, like, problems with, like, emotional, like, you know, like, attachment problems. Like, okay, my boyfriend went to jail. I can't talk to him. What the fuck? Like, never even met this woman. I've never even, like, you know, been on her fucking block. I've never even been in the same, like, town as she was. And and that's what's crazy. The fact that I loved her so much and I never even, like, kissed her, never touched her, never hold her hand, never had intercourse with her. Never really did shit with her except call her and, like, sing to her, like, in our whole relationship that didn't even last that long. I mean, like, for me, on my side, it probably lasted a lot longer than it did to her. But, but you know, I'm a guy. I'm a simp. I- I'm retarded. I'm going to think shit is actually real when it's really not. But, uh, yeah, I wrote a song in there called 17 Years, and I came home for a home visit, and I produced it. But, uh... Yeah, it's all my music was majorly inspired, inspired by her existence and like how I liked her and everything, blah blah, whatever. And I got really, really, really good at rapping very quickly. And I'm gonna say this for any artist, any 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 songwriter, any anything. Your first six to seven months is gonna be your best time to make good music because you're gonna pick out things that nobody else sees about your music and you're gonna be like that's shitty i need to fix that now you could be like eminem in years down the road you could become a much 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 better rapper but uh, a lot of people don't do that a lot of people fall off or a lot of people stay on the same path 
And I'm just saying your first six months of when you're writing music is going to be the best content you're going to make because it's going to be all your time and effort put into it because you actually care about the music industry and shit like that. And and, and my music from there, honestly, are fucking bangers, like amazing music. And, and I don't really feel like producing that shit. I really just don't feel like it. Maybe a few songs made it out of there, but, but, but not too many. I, I, I I just don't feel like, actually producing the album that i like you know coordinated when i was in there because it it would just be really really nostalgic and it would be hard to relearn every bar and shit like that but um as far as court goes um i didn't know jack shit i never went to a single court date in my fucking life I only went to court when I was younger to actually get a charge pressed against me that I proved guilty for having the weapon and not guilty to the crime. I looked at my um my lawyer and I called her a dumb whore because why the fuck are you going to plead guilty to having the weapon but not the crime? You're basically committing the crime by having the weapon. You didn't have to plead guilty to... Bro, bro. The fucking government makes no goddamn sense to me. So yeah, I have a felonious assault charge on my record, and it's supposed to be quote unquote expunged when I had turned eighteen. But I don't care. I've done much worse shit that I've never been caught for. Everything's legal as long as you don't get caught. But uh, I really didn't know much. You know, I would hear from my caseworkers here and there. And as I said in part one, uh, there is a bitch named Ashlyn, and she is a complete whore. She just mm, makes me hate women so bad, like, like on a different level, like bad women, you know what I'm saying? Like, like women that, that act like her, oh, I fucking despise. And I like to call bitches out and be like, oh, dude, you're acting dumb. Like, you're big dumb. Um, but uh, she, she ended up coming there like twice, like a couple times. And I ended up having a fucking psyche veil where they had to like, ask me questions, and then make shapes with these fucking blocks. And then this chick was like, you're really, really, really smart. And I'm like, how? And she was like, nobody's made more than five of those. And I'm like, how many did I make? I didn't count. And she was like, you made 13 of them. And I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? Does that mean I have ADHD or something? She's like, no, but you do have, like, you know, some stress. Like, I'm like, duh. Okay, I don't need to know much more about myself, bitch. I think I know myself a lot more than a psychologist can probably break down, and I don't <laughs> care. I don't care to know what's really wrong with me because you're just gonna put me on pills, and I'm just gonna turn into a fucking crazy man. Like I'm not trying to do that. But uh, psyche veil, and then I would have therapy visits. My first conversation in therapy was uh, STDs and condoms, and I got an erection. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I got pretty fucking hard from that conversation, and I fell in love with that woman. I just, I, I was like, you talk. I don't need to talk about my problems. You talk. You tell me information about life. She told me that Juice World was dead, and I didn't talk to anybody for a week. Yeah, that's a sad story, but uh, uh, there were there was there was links in there. You know, I was in there for like fucking like. 10 and a half months so there was links in there that i was really sad there was links in there that i was just straight chilling there was links in there that i was just you know vibing and then there was parts 
you know, the small details that, that, that go through my head sometimes. And I'm like, bro, like, okay. Like, you know, it doesn't damage me as a past, like, memory. But it's like when you walk into the bathroom and you see Cody Toll and Matthew Ferris having, like, you know, like, homosexual intercourse, you kind of just go in the stall and just take a shit and walk back out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even say much about it. You're kind of just already scarred that you don't care enough to tell anybody about it because then it would just be gay that that you told the person that you've seen it and, and then, and then like, actually looked at it. You know what I'm saying? But, I, I man, I glanced over and I was like, yep, I, I know. I thought you were straight, Cody. I knew Matthew Ferris was gay, but I didn't think that Cody was, like, his boyfriend. You know, I didn't know all that. And, um, but aside from that, uh, there was a lot of parts where uh, people would try to accuse me of gay shit. And I'm like, bro, I know what I did and didn't do. So if I say I didn't do it, I didn't fucking do it. But if I said I did do it, then I fucking did it. But I ain't did no gay shit, like, on gang. Like, that shit's just fucking ignorant. But, um... Uh, me and Matt were roommates for a while, actually, and it was actually pretty cool, bro, because that first goddamn month I was in there, bro, we had, we had six packs, bro, not six packs, we had, like, we had, like, 20-pack fucking, like, 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 what is it, six-liter fucking, uh, pop cans, we had, like, Fago, we had Mountain Dew, we had snacks, bro, you could not open a fucking shoebox and, and, and just pull out snacks, bro, I'm talking cupcakes, I'm talking hot Funyuns, Nigga, I'm talking Cheetos. I'm talking anything that they would give us in there. I would probably steal 90% of what they were trying to give to us that we could buy with points, but I would just take it anyway. Like, nigga, you got me fucked up. You only gonna give me one drink? I'm gonna steal the other drink. You only gonna give me one candy bar? I'm gonna steal another candy bar, nigga. I don't care. And then and then I'll go up to Dylan and be like, run your point store, nigga. And and then and then Marcus would do the same thing, and then Dylan would end up losing his point store because he chucked his skittles at the wall, and then he complained about it later. Like, I don't have any skittles. Can I have your point store? And I'm like, No, fuck you. You don't get shit. Like, like, why did you throw your shit? And then he got mad, and he would go to his room, walking like Elvis Presley, right back to his room, acting like he got a swag walk when he's pissed off. And then, and then, you know, of course, the staff's gonna be like, Dylan, you gotta come out of your room. And he's like, No, fuck you. And then he gets written up and shit. Like, it's all fabricated bullshit in there, but, um, uh, basically, I, I got a new worker, and this guy had a fucking tremor, and this nigga would not stop shaking ever, and I looked at him, and I'm like, bro, do you have, like, a problem? Like, why are you shaking, bro? I don't feel an earthquake, and he was like, no, I got a tremor, and I'm like, 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 like a big earthquake, and he was like, nah, like, he, he said that he got into an accident or some shit when he was a kid, and then it, it, he just never stopped shaking internally, and I'm like, damn, nigga. You need some Xanax or something, bro. But uh, he's a, he was actually pretty cool. You know, I explained. Oh, now, mind you, a little secret about this worker. Um, his name was Dylan. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and and so basically, uh, his first day of work was the day that I went to Detroit. And I met him his first day of work, and he ended up coming onto my case a couple, couple like, like months later. And I was like, "Dog," I was like, "I, I met you your first day of work," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you did." And I'm like, "Now you're on my case," and I'm like, "Why did she give the case to you?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm her understudy, and she felt that I could take care of this case better than she she could have." And I'm like, "Oh, damn, fucking straight. So you're gonna give me what I want, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm just here to help you." And I was like, dude, Ashlyn was a fucking bitch. Like, I don't care about your 
your fucking facility that you work in. He was like, not gonna lie, she she is she is pretty rude and she she has weird work ethics. And I'm like, thank you for fucking agreeing with me. And uh, I think yeah yeah this fucking asshole fucking flipped over my fucking case to this big fat bitch name uh shit I don't know Natalie or some shit like that. But uh, this bitch ended up having to come to my house after, like, okay, anyways. So I get this fat bitch, right? And I'm like, bruh, I can't even find her attractive. Like, what the hell? She's a really nice caseworker, though. She has, like, one of those, like, mischievous-ass voices that are really cute, and then she ends up being really fat and ugly. But uh, uh, we talked a lot, you know, about the court case and shit like that. We went over what I needed to do to get out of there and shit. And literally the next month, I was three levels up, and I was like, hey, shorty, uh, can you get my home visits? And she was like, yeah, I got you. Um, So... So dead ass, I, I leveled up and and I got to the point where I could have home visits. Now, now honestly, uh, I'm just gonna say if anybody ever goes to Wolverine or has a kid that goes to Wolverine or a friend, tell them not to go to a senior level. There is no fucking point because then you have to review carp with your guardian and, and all this other shit. And there's no point. Just go straight to the fucking junior level so you can get your home visits and then you do like five home passes and then and then you're fucking good to go. They'll basically just make sure that like they have to confirm that like you can go to your crib and like, you know, like sleep there. They got food, electricity, water and everything like that. No, like no valid problem for you not to live there and shit like that. And after five visits to wherever you're going, you can go home there. You know, no fucking problem. But I get my um, I get my day visits, and we're you know we're going to Burger King and shit like that. My mom started getting me stuff. She ended up buying me a basketball that um the fucking juveniles destroyed literally within sixty fucking minutes. We go in there, and I'm like, bruh, are you fucking kidding me? I threw it directly in the trash can. Mister Gray picked it up, and he was like, why'd you throw this away? And I'm like, nigga, it's got boobs. It's got boobs all over it, bro. It don't even bounce. And he was like, oh. And he was like, he was like, well, we could replace that for you. And I'm like, no, I don't want that ball replaced. Somebody else destroyed it when I had given it to somebody on our floor to use and bring back from the gym, not leave there all night. Who did not- you, uh, who he did said, you give it to? Marcus. Uh, and now if I would have given it to Matt, Matt would have brought it back because he's a fucking G. And it was one of the bigger balls, and and they uh they fucking bounce really fucking good. One of like it was the the black and white glow in the dark uh, and one ball, and uh, and the red and black one that fucking William had. Yeah, I, I ended up throwing that motherfucker up like in the fucking railing in the gym so many times, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I ended up getting my home visits, and I had came home the first day, and they were like, you're going to have to come back, or we're going to mark you AWOL, and I'm like, what? Why? I just drove two hours and 30 fucking minutes to get to my house, bro. What, like, what are you talking about? My mom just drove two hours and 30 minutes to get here, and they're like, hey, we didn't confirm this home, this home visit, but you can go back home tomorrow, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They were like, if you're not back in the building by tonight, then we're just going to mark you AWOL and you won't be able to, like, you know, actually go home. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
Like, did you really just fucking say that shit to me? Anyways, you know, I'm chilling at the crib, and they tell me I can't, like, stay the night. And uh, uh, my cousin at the time, her name is Lily, um, she was like, she's like, they're really going to make you go back? And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm technically in jail, like, but they're just being assholes today. And uh, her dad, uh, my cousin, Jay, uh, he um, fucking... He was upset, you know, that I was even in jail about the entire situation. And he kept telling me that I should get out and then find something better to do. You know, don't get involved in anything bad. Didn't take his advice, but I took his care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually gave a fuck about what he said. I appreciated it. Uh, now, there, there, there's a lot to go down. Dude, it could take me hours to explain step-by-step every conversation that actually was meaningful in that time and, like, all this other shit. But that shit doesn't matter. That's a story for a different time. But, uh, end up going back that night, and, uh, Miss Woolridge answered the door, and I was like, bro, they didn't let me go home for my home visit. And she was like, are you serious? I'm like, bro, we got there, and I only stayed there for a couple hours, and they were like, we're gonna mark you AWOL. And then she was like, Wow that that's that's wrong and she was like are they gonna let you go for another one and i'm like yeah tomorrow and uh now i ended up bro because my worker bro she was sucking my dick with these home visits how the fuck does a nigga leave wednesday afternoon and come back sunday every fucking week how like you can't exceed a certain amount of hours in in like a month and i fucking exceeded it and my fucking therapist, uh, after I was switched from uh, Miss Mason to Mr. Moore, Mr. Moore was like, you actually exceeded your hours for home visits like two weeks ago. You're over your limit. And I'm like, okay, is that a bad thing? He's like, no, that is a good thing that your worker is actually letting you do that. But now she knows of it, so you won't be getting as many. And I'm like, dope. So every weekend, though, Friday to Sunday, sometimes Thursday, and uh, I ended up leaving on a Thursday after, like, my fifth home visit. But uh, I was supposed to leave on a Wednesday. And uh, uh, my worker came, and he was like, he's like, dude, you're leaving tomorrow. And I'm like, thanks. And then Miss P uh, had came up to me to, to escort me back to First Floor Lounge. And uh, she goes, she was like, she's like, so are you, are you going to get to go home? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And then she was like, oh, are you? Because, uh, she was, she was like, she was like, she was like tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm going to miss you and like everybody else that are are good staff. And she was like, she was like, cool. I was like, I'm not going to tell nobody else though. She's like, good. Don't, don't let them ruin it for you. And I'm like, good. So I go in there, right? I tell everybody I'm not leaving for another two months. Dylan believed me. So when I fucking left, everybody got upset. They were like, you fucking liar. That nigga was out the door before we even fucking knew. See, Cody knew I was going to leave. And uh, Tavon actually said goodbye to me my last day, I think. Uh, I didn't really talk to Cody much after I got out. I texted him a few times. But, uh, yeah. Uh, getting out was a long process. I ended up g- coming home and... It was a really, really weird feeling, you know, every home visit to every, you know, night when I finally got home because I really just didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I couldn't eat food because it just wasn't the food I was used to being in jail. 
and and it was like like I couldn't eat like pork steak. Like it just tasted nasty to me, and I, I, I still don't like pork that much. I don't like eating pigs; they they just have a weird taste. But anything like there was not a single thing my mom would put on a plate for me, and I'd eat because I just like the the lack of like hunger I had, bro, was fucking insane. Like I had depression, bro. Like I literally like closed myself off from any family members. You know, I was alone, so I literally built myself to be alone. And, and like cope with my own problems and when I come home and I have family members that are like oh my god I'm so happy you're home I love you and I'm like who the fuck are you bro like I, I can't feel the love that you're trying to give me bro I don't even know you like like okay I knew you before I went to jail and blah 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 whatever but uh yeah it was a horrible rough few months and then uh I think it was like shit like a couple months ago like maybe three or four months ago before well actually i i I was dating ashlyn and this ashlyn is uh not related to the story at all but uh i was dating ashlyn i was talking to my brother's wife and this was only a few months ago but um i ended up talking to her and like about that situation and i was like dog i was like that kid that you knew that was 16 I am not that kid no more. And she was like, yeah, I see a completely different person now. And I'm like, how so? And she's like, because you were were smart at 16, but now I can't even have a conversation with you. You just outsmart me completely. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I disassociate pretty quickly because there's not a lot of things that I really enjoy anymore. And that comes with depression, anxiety, PTSD, and all that other stupid ass shit. But coming home was a horrible process. I, I, uh, I started texting Emily and uh, actually ruined me, bro, ruined me. Like, that's that's a whole darker story. But I fell in love with her three times. And the second and third time were pretty harsh on, on my fucking body and my mind. And I remember crying in, in, a, in the Walmart parking lot down the street from my house because I knew that she would never love me. And I was just, like, screaming and, like, the fucking, like, it was raining really, really bad. I don't remember, like, what was going on in that time, but I was just not okay. I was very upset that uh, the female that I literally wasted, like, 11 to 12 months on, like, actually giving a fuck about. Now, mind you, I went in there December 6th, and I got out October of last year. And it's been a while. You know, it's fucking August. You know, it's almost September like now like it, it's it's been a fucking minute like it's almost been a full year since i was in there and actually it's been a full year since like you know i turned 17 obviously duh but when i turned 17 i opened my eyes to a lot of things and i started doing research on a lot of a lot of things i started reading books and everything man like i honestly can say that i miss it I miss being in jail. I miss being locked up because it was kind of fucking like, you know, I hated the schedule. I hated the routine. Like, you know, in, in, in jail, it's just fucking routine over and over again. But I miss being like locked up because I don't have to worry about life in there, bro. Like they literally cut you off from that shit. And then You kind of just do your fucking thing. You listen to the radio. You listen to music. You write music. You have your own fucking time at the end of the night and shit like that. 
And you're just not really bothered by nobody as long as you don't bother them. But if you do bother them, don't lose a fucking fight. Beat the dog shit out of them. But, yeah, that was that was court and coming home. Your turn about coming home. God damn, bro. You talked for, like, 30 fucking minutes. Yeah, I had to put a lot of detail into it very quickly. Oh, shit. Right. You got to say 10 words every three seconds. All right, hold up. Mr. Dylan Caster, Mr. I'm simple as fuck. Why'd you have to talk for 30 minutes? <laughs> I gotta go grab some different headphones. These ones sound like ass. He was like, dog, this isn't even your podcast. Why are you taking it over? It, yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, but I wouldn't make a podcast about this, though. Like, at all. I, I, w- I wouldn't even think about making a podcast about this. But I think I have the, you know, most detailed emotional story. And I have a lot of, you know, dirt on people, on people being gay or people doing this or that and shit like that. And it's honestly not snitching. It's just just being fucking honest. You know, snitching would be uh, doing it for potential gain. I'm not gaining shit. I'm not gaining shit. Like, ever. I'm not, I don't gain anything from anything. All right. Do these headphones sound any better whatsoever? They they do. They do? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh so basically um had to go to court and I had a new worker. His name is Jonathan Norris. And fuck that prick. Because I almost got put in there an extra three months. Because when I was already in there for a year and a half and I'd been doing my home visits, we had came up with a plan just to tell the judge that we think I'm ready to come out and be part of the community, I guess. And he changed his mind without telling me. And he was all like, uh, yeah, we think he needs to be in there another uh, three months. And thank God the judge just said, and she was like, you know, I don't think there's any need for that. We'll release him on this day. And, you know, law and order shit, you know. <laughs> uh. Oh, at 50 minutes, when the recording hits 50 minutes, it's going to start beeping to tell us that we have to stop it by an hour. So don't get freaked out by that. Mm -hmm. All right. So, anyways. I am getting my home passes. First home pass I went on was Thanksgiving Day. What the fuck was that? (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what happened to your side? <laughs> I heard like a fucking I don't even know what the fuck that was. <laughs> bruh, bruh. 
I was on Snapchat and I pressed the fucking sound <laughs> button and then it was like Alvin and Chipmunks, but like slowed down and then it was like, <laughs> and then he, all I heard was like, yay. And then like, I, I went, back. <laughs> I went back. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. But it sounded like a yeah. fucking wee whip on your end. <laughs> she went eh. <laughs> anyway uh, home passes. what anyways you got home passes um yeah I got my first home pass on Thanksgiving the last year got to go home got to eat you know turkey I was about to say chicken for some reason but I'm not a black person, so my family doesn't eat chicken. <laughs> that part. Yeah, I might get killed for that. No, they don't care enough about DK. DK Slayer, if you know who I, that is. This okay. me, nigga. Dylan Caster, the ass blaster. Shut the fuck up. You don't know shit about that. <laughs> Dylan Caster. The ass blaster. No, they call me Dylan Caster, the ass blaster, fagster master. You said fagster master? Correct, Amundo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got my home passes. Got to go home for Thanksgiving. And then I got, had to wait another month to go home for Christmas. And that time I got to go home for the weekend. I got to see my mom. Man, when you haven't seen your mom in like a year and a fucking half, it's the best thing in the fucking world. So, yeah, basically. And, you know, um, just started doing better for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, got my nose broke <laughs> before my home passes started. Oh, I watched that happen. No, I know you did. <laughs> I wanted to beat you up in that sense. Like, as soon as I seen you drop to the ground, I wanted to kick you in the face. Why, bro? He fucking knocked me out. Dude, slammed your shit, bro, with a left around Gilead's shoulder. Just straight. Boom! It was such a straight left. Like, that was the straightest left I've ever seen. He dropped your ass. And in that moment... Trey's a fucking monster, bro. He could kill anybody. Dude. Bro, Trey Young is a very, very, very cool guy. TG Trey. Yeah, I still don't know what the fuck TG stands for because he never fucking told me. He never told me either. I'll probably never figure it out either. Probably some Chicago, Chicago shit. Bro, bro, on phone now, nigga. What? I said on phone now, nigga. <laughs> he said what that mean? Dude, podcast can only go for an hour. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Imagine if we had like a radio station podcast. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool, but we couldn't cuss on it. Oh, dude, I'd cuss all day. 
Why <laughs> just bleep it out? Nah, just straight do it. Or have what, like the sound take the fine for it. I, I, yeah, dude. And have our own merch and be like, go to this website, buy our shirts. <laughs> <laughs> we need money. We need money. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, whoever's buying our shirts, you know, you're getting good quality shirts out of it. So give us fucking money. Shirts. Sell condoms, too. Bro, we need to hang out in real life, bro. Dude, when we do hang out, three blunts back to back. How are we going to hang out? We need to figure this out, like, right now. Hang? Hang out? Shut the fuck up! It's so funny, because I like to call him out on that all the time. He can talk about some hang out. Hang? Hang? <laughs> You know, and, and then when I tell him to emphasize the G, he's like, hunga, hanga. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you're saying like a whole word, bro. Hanga. <laughs> hunga. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <sighs> Stranger. Can you say strange? Strange. Strange. Okay, say strangle. 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 <laughs> Why did you say that? You said strangle. Wait, did you say strangle? <laughs> I told you to say strangle, and then I made fun of the way you said strangle, and I said strangle, <laughs> and then you said strangle. <laughs> And you said it so nonchalant like you meant to say strangle. <laughs> I did. Oh, dude. Say swingers. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Schwingers. <laughs> Schwingers. <laughs> Fuck dude. you, man. Because he, he told me that his uh, his grandparents were showiners, and I was like, bro, what are showiners? And he was like, you know, and they have, like, orgies, and I'm like, oh, swingers. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, nigga, say swinger. And he bro, was like, no. I swear to God, that's how my grandpa met his fucking wife. Say swing. Just say swing. Oh, no. <laughs> Shween. I'm good. Why did you swing on me like that? <laughs> Dude, his his pronunciation on G's is just the worst thing. What the fuck did that say? I missed a call. Boy, if you don't get so ugly. From who? Um. Oh, Daniel created a poll. Uriah's mom gay. Vote. I'm going to vote. Yeah, I voted. I voted that that his mom gay. Whoever whoever Uriah Uriah's mom gay. Um, yeah, it's like a little podcast, man. This is a little podcast, bro. A little podcast, <laughs> bro, 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 bro. Okay, say say hang out in a British accent. This is hard to do. Hold up. 
Be like, do you want to hang out, bro? Do you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you have the G prefix if you're using a different accent? Okay, what accents can you do? That's probably it. You can only do your British accent, bro. Yeah. Dude, so I've been working on my Australian accent, and I realized that, like, 90% of the Australian words are, like, cut in half, bro. Like, like they don't use, like, certain, like, um... What the fuck? My friends are a bunch of fucking dumbasses. Why? Because they said that Egypt is not a country. Now, they had me for a second because they were like, oh, it's part of Africa. They're like, Africa's a country. I'm like, bitch, Africa's a continent. Like, you know how the United States is a con or North America is a continent? And it has a bunch of countries connected to it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a continent. I'm pretty sure. Egypt is a country connected to Africa's continent. I'm pretty sure that Egypt would be considered a continent as well. No. Are you sure? Because there's a crack in it. Let me look this shit up. Is Egypt a country? Egypt is the largest Arab country. Hey, don't go in there. She's only 14. (laughs) Imagine. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to turn off the fucking podcast now because I ain't going to just have it. Do you want Matt involved in part three? Yes, I really do. All right. We can end this and then go talk to him about it. And... I don't know who else we can get in here. We can get Travis in here if you really want. Fuck Travis. Yeah, fuck Travis. He's he wasn't big. even there long. No, he wasn't. He wasn't there long enough at all. No. He doesn't know the struggles. That nigga was built wrong. I remember when I socked him and his whole body like shifted like he lagged and he fell into the wall. And I'm like, bro, why you move like that, bro? You move like, like, bro, he moved like, um, bro, what's that? What's that? Uh. Dude, he moved like that nigga, um, bro, the fucking, uh, he, bro, 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 what the fuck is his name? Uh, Oleg from fucking, uh, Saints Row. Uh, nigga built like Oleg. I've never played Saints Row that much. All I know is they have a weapon called the Penetrator. Yeah, which is the dildo bat. Yeah. All right, part two finished, bitch.